from the one time I woke up in a hedge, but we, we gloss over the hedge. <laughs> Welcome to the Long Snapper podcast. This is Adam. I've got Mark with me. Hi, Mark. Hello, mate. Uh, Pat with me. Hi, Pat. Hi, Adam. And I think we've just—it's just the best three this week. Whee! We don't need anyone else ever again. Well, no, we do because our availability could be patchy, so yeah. the hmm. the squad system works <laughs> largely. <laughs> And frankly, only having three people I've discovered takes far too long in preparation for one sentence previews and stuff. <laughs> At least one more person does help. That but is a snack. I went on to a second page yeah. of, of, of writing. <laughs> writing that. It's nearly as long as one of Craig's single game reviews. <laughs> well, he, he, there was some oh, doubt. He, know, no, it's E by gum. I've uh... <laughs> it's Northern Craig now. Northern Craig, whatever. Yeah. Let's do that previews. <laughs> he may he. There was some question mark about his availability, but you know he's not here. He's he's too busy at the uh, his local spa to be uh, <laughs> to, to worry about things like this. Do you say... at eleven o'clock to Steve with still going so he can talk about the Jets being good? <laughs> I mean better. Let's not let's not let's not mention them again. Let's yeah, we won't get carried away with that. That's for sure. There are there are a lot of really good games actually. Yeah. Um, which was I don't say make a makes a change, but it felt like more than normal. It was a good week. Oh, it's, it's <clears> nice. <throat> it's nice to win, isn't it, Mark? It really is nice to win. Yeah, it's <laughs> it hasn't happened very often. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a, a much nicer experience. I just I remember winning. That was nice. Oh, <laughs> I think Sorry I think. I think it'll happen again. You'll be you'll be all right. The, the best week. the ridiculous thing is we've got to the, we've got to the point where it's like oh, but we should lose because of draft picks. Draft the draft picks. You can keep your draft picks. I, I want I want I want to watch my team win. I don't care about the consequences. It's just more fun that way. Mm-hmm. Trent Barkley only piss them up the wall on running backs that don't play. So what's the fucking point? <laughs> You're angry for a man who's, I think, three wins ahead of us and leading the Whee! division, blah, blah, blah. Are you leading the division? I think you are. Still leading, yeah, because everyone else lost apart from you this week. Yeah, yeah, it was a perfect, perfect AFC South week. Who saw that coming? As I said, regress to the AFC yeah. South mean. Titans won, everyone else lost and embarrassed themselves. I can't say it was an absolutely perfect AFC South week and uh, long may it continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's kick off in... The usual way. Um, there's just three of us, but it'll be uh, it'll be me versus Mark, I guess, because it's you, Pat. Mano a mano. Yes, I'm going to have to annoy you immediately by having to ask you to enable screen sharing. Oh, we are going to do, do. Why do we never do this in advance? Um, and <laughs> then I have to work out how to do it, and I don't really know how to do it. So talk amongst yourselves for a moment while I flounder. I will I will remind you of the rules and you'll be pleased to know that unlike last week's quiz where the rules turned three times whilst they were being explained and then twice more during the quiz itself. These rules genuinely, genuinely I listened to him trying to explain the rules twice and I still didn't really understand what was going on in the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> it was a simple premise made very complicated, which uh, <laughs> you know, it's just classic. Um yeah, like, this classic, one is a classic name. Exactly the same. Exactly the same as the previous times we've done it. Um, there's a board of nine people. Each one of those people has a stack. You have to get three in a row to win the board and the quiz. 
once I'm able to share the board. It's uh, we've we've got to the point. I think you should be able to now if I've got it right. I can now. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That one. Thank you. Um, so yeah. So this board, this was the kind of back end of my people, and that sounds rude. Um, I was trying to um, not repeat any of the stats. So by the time you get to stats 19 through 27, they're getting a little bit niche, I think. So uh, there might be some interesting ones on here. Um, so we'll go with traditional Adam is flags, Mark is balls. Uh, let's it's go. A lot, there's a lot of innuendo for just the rules of a quiz. <laughs> Mark is balls doesn't seem very kind, but probably true. Um, sorry. No, sorry. I, I've... I, I'm, I'm fact checking and it it stands up to scrutiny. <laughs> we'll yeah, start on the balls. we'll start on the centre square, which is Phil it's Rivers, Phil Rivers kids, massive creepy family of um, <laughs> a million people. Um, who wants to guess first? Adam. Good. Adam will guess first. Bill Rivers played 224 regular season games. The statistic I want is how many sacks he took in those 244 regular season games. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure I've got a feel for what's normal with this. Maybe a couple of games? I don't know. Uh, this is the, uh, as, as I've proved on previous weeks of doing this, this format doesn't really <laughs> suit me. Uh, let's go with... 500. 500. Mark, are you going higher or lower than 500? Um, how, many, how many games did you play again, did you say? 244. I'm going to say that he took more sacks than 500. First blood to Adam. Oh. 465. Well, that's a really good opening guess, to be fair. Yeah, he was fair. close. Very close. Even closer <laughs> if he'd gone with his initial two per game. So, Adam, uh, pick round, a number. Rounding, rounding, what can I say? Pick a number. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with 22, which looks like a Simpsons screenshot. That is the Simpsons... Johnny Unitas, correct. <laughs> Johnny Unitas played 211 games. What were his career regular season passing yards? Oh, blimey, is that me? Nope, that's Adam. Oh. He keeps the strike because he won the question. Oh, okay. Um, in in his era, probably probably about three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, like, obviously he was prolific, but they didn't get as many in those days, so like 200 per game or something. How many games do you say it was? 211? 211. So let's let's go with um, yeah, 40,000, would that be? Have I done my maths right? That sounds about the right ballpark. Yeah, 40,000. Okay, Mark, higher or lower than 40,000? Pulling his sleeves off, it's me's business. <laughs> um, so he's is he still uh, when he retired? He was no, he's not. He's not playing anymore. He's de- he's definitely retired. Is he? Oh, I thought he was back up for the Texans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's dead, isn't he? Pretty probably. sure he's dead. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but he was ranked number one, I think, in the NFL in this category. I don't know whether he still is, but he certainly was then. Um, so I'm going to say more. 
You're going to say more than 40,000 yards, and you are correct to, because the answer was 40,239. Oh, <laughs> close guess, Adam. Maybe I've got good at this. I feel I feel <laughs> that was a moral victory, but those don't mean anything, do they? So They do not, but you can have a proper victory on the next one if you're lucky. Mark, pick a number. Um, are we are we trying to is this a pattern? Sorry, remind me. Are we trying to do this? You're, you're, it's the same as noughts and crosses. You're trying to get three in a row. Three in a row. Fine. Then I'll go for Ray Lewis, number nineteen. Mark's gone top left. Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis career sacks in his two hundred and twenty-eight regular season games. Um, how many games? Sorry, we're not. Two hundred and twenty-eight. Neither of us are very good at listening when Pat tells us the number. There's of games, two though. pieces of information in every question. <laughs> <laughs> You're remaining one. Um, and Sachs, was it? Yes. <laughs> was, it, was it Ray Lewis? <laughs> That's a really good question. I'm glad I don't have this. I Yeah, which is why I'm glad you're doing it. Yeah. It feels like having control is like a massive disadvantage. <laughs> it really shouldn't be. In theory, that's... <laughs> it should be the other way. Yeah. Um, I... Because it's not that like, this is very different to the previous two in that you're not getting, like, multiple a game. There's none, obviously. Um... Yeah, especially the decay level chase. Let's say, sorry, Pat. How many games was it? It was two hundred and twenty-eight games. Don't tell him again. Don't he doesn't. <laughs> two Haggling in reverse, I like it. <laughs> You're sticking on 60. Is that your final answer? Yeah. But, I mean, that seems low because that's like only, that's a sack every like four or five games, which seems low. Well, I mean, you've got the uh, ability to choose the number. Yeah. 70. 70. <laughs> Gone back to 70. <laughs> Adam, do you oh. think it's high, higher or lower than 70? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to spend as long as Mark did coming up with my answer. I think it's probably not as many as you think because he he wouldn't have rushed the passer on every snap, would he, Ray Lewis? He would drop back into coverage at times as well or just... Uh, so I think it's got to be lower than 70. As great a player Mark, as he was. If Mark had plugged to 60, would you have said lower or higher? Oh, I'd been on. I'd been more on the fence. I might have gone. Yeah, I'd, I'd have praised his guess if he'd said sixty. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Lower than seventy, and it's going to be bloody higher now. But hey. it's forty-one and a half. Adam takes the square. Is that right? That's a sack every five games. Uh huh. Wow. But yeah, because a... he wasn't. He wasn't but always still, blitzing. I know that, but it still seems like 
that's that's Ray Lewis averaging like four sacks a season. How many interceptions did he have? That, probably more than. Uh, anyway, weirdly, that's not a machine. I can look that up later. <laughs> so, Adam, are you going for twenty-seven to take the victory? I you feel like. I feel like I should. I can't see who that is, other than their nice gold jacket. Twenty-seven is Zach Thomas, one oh, of the okay. uh, first guys I remember smashing people and getting me into the NFL. And the question is this: In his one hundred and eighty-four regular season games, how many fumbles did Zach Thomas force? <laughs> uh, well, that you would think won't be as many as as sacks. Um, uh, that's. <laughs> I've forgotten how many games you said, but I'm not going to ask it again because I have I have, I have dignity. <laughs> I, I, I specifically remembered it was 184. Well done, Mark. <laughs> I listened this time. <laughs> uh, I am going to go with 25. 25, Mark, to save the game, higher or lower than 25. Um, well, I wildly overestimated in the last one, so I'm going to be very conservative this time. I'm going to go less. You're correct. It was 16. Mark takes the square, but his are far apart, middle left and bottom right. Got some work to do. Where are we going next? Let's go with. Is that Tony Gonzalez at number 21? It is indeed Tony Gonzalez at number 21. Tony Gonzalez. In 270 regular season games, how many receptions did he have? Um, that's probably quick on this one, so sorry. How many games? That's not very on brand for you. <laughs> 270. I had to swipe away a notification telling me that Norwich had just taken a 2 1 lead against Sheffield Wednesday to read the fucking number out. <laughs> well, see, I've, I've done you a favour there. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's, ju- let's plump for 1500. 1500, Adam, higher or lower than 1500? I think that's. I'm gonna say higher. You are gonna be incorrect. It was 1325. Oh. Good initial kickoff guess then, Mark. Yeah. So. It's, it's gonna be Adam Vinatieri, I assume, but it's not, for, it's not for me to say. I think it probably is. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go for the big man. Adam Vinatieri played 898 regular season games. In that time, how many extra points did he miss? Oh, oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> most uh, of his most of his career would have been when they were from the two, wouldn't they? I'm not. I don't know why I'm yeah. helping you. <laughs> well known for being he did in his last couple of years he played he went on too long mm-hmm. um, there was a game the game against us where he couldn't hit a barn door and I remember it being quite hilarious but even then he can't have missed many, short many extra points well that's the question yep. <laughs> and it's a very good question <laughs> That Jeopardy music goes on a bit, doesn't it? I'm really bad at keeping a straight face while Mark thinks. I'm gonna say 
20. 20. Adam, to save the game. Ooh, Higher ooh, or lower ooh. than 20? I think he probably, like, they'd be mostly at the back end of his career, the ones he's missed, obviously, when, the, when it moved back. That's probably lower. It's pretty probably good. Probably lower. Yeah, lower, lower. 24. Mark takes the quiz. Well played, Mark. Well done. And you very neatly left me with 10 unanswered questions so I can get another board out of it nicely. Oh, there you go. We could like that. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I probably yeah. only guessed that because Adam reminded me he had a really poor final season. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking, like, in my head, I was thinking five or six. <laughs> There was there was a game I think I think it's this game where he kept he kept missing kicks and then they had one like it was a really close game and he had one like in the sort of middle of the fourth quarter and we blocked it and returned it for a touchdown it just it just just makes me feel fuzzy warm and fuzzy inside thinking about that <laughs> it's just the, the Colts isn't it bless him they had a tough week. He played his whole career at two horrible organisations, did Adam Vinatieri, as great as he was. But, uh, yeah, we... Should we do the rest of the pod? I guess we could. Do you think it's time we did? We checked in on how our bets are doing? Is that is oh. that information to hand? Have I picked a bad week? To You've say picked that? a bad week because I haven't updated it yet. Okay, let's not do that. Let's do that next week. Or <laughs> next week, the next, the next, The next time we remember... Um, I mean, the short answer is badly whether I've updated it or not. I think that's that's <laughs> fair to say. Um, the yeah, the other thing, the Pickhams, that's not worth that's not worth updating because Craig seems to be running away with that. Um, well done, Craig. So so at last count, Craig is four clear um, of of myself in second, and then Pat in third currently, three behind me. Russ is a further two back from Pat and. Adam of the people who've still like picked every week. Russ is level with me, even though he's missed Russ. loads of picks. Yeah, not not a good thing. Which is probably why you're below him in the pecking order. So, yeah, a couple of weeks left. It's going to need Craig to. He needs to miss a week, week, doesn't he? He needs with, to forget. With, and I he's can't believe got he nine this yet. week, despite the fact it was complete fucking chaos. Yeah, it's pretty much. I think we're everyone's seemingly a, averaging around about eight or nine right every week now. So it's I think in order to win, someone's gonna to have to start chucking in some really random ones that they don't think is gonna happen just in case because it's uh yeah, there's a chance. But I was the only person who picked Buffalo over Kansas City this week, so that helped me out. Come on, you Bills. It's you pretty bills. it's pretty rare that I go against the Titans because my heart doesn't let me, but I definitely went against the Titans this week. <laughs> this yeah. week because I'm not an idiot. And then it's um, doubly annoying when they win and you don't get that pick. Yeah. I mean I'll have it that way round if I'm gonna choose, <laughs> well, but <laughs> Certainly better that one. Yeah. Right. Speaking of games, let's review some one sentence reviews. We start with God, this feels a long time ago. Um, just because it is New England 21, Pittsburgh 18. Infinitely more watchable than anyone expected. Yeah, that's fair from what I recall all those many days ago. Tampa Bay 29, Atlanta 25. A go-ahead score with 31 seconds remaining pushed the push Tampa to six and seven, and somehow in a tie for first place in the disastrous NFC South. LA Rams 31, Baltimore 37. I have to praise both of these teams for putting on a show like this despite some horrible weather, and what a way to end it with that pump return touchdown in overtime. 
Detroit 13, Chicago 28. Since the return of Justin Fields, the Bears have looked surprisingly frisky, and their third win in four leaves them only one game back from a wildcard berth. Um, Indianapolis 14, Cincinnati 34. Hard to believe we once thought having to start Jake Browning was the nail in the coffin of the Bengals' playoff hopes. Yeah. Jacksonville 27, Cleveland 31. Maybe Trevor should have been rested, but it's a really good win for Cleveland all the same, who showed they can still be competitive without Deshaun Watson. Carolina 6. Looks better without Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, arguably. Carolina, Joe Flacco's doing all right. And yeah. Carolina 6, New Orleans 28. Pretty sure that if I went down the pub and found 10 mates, we'd have a pretty good chance against the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Houston 6, New York Jets 30. Hard to score points when your entire offense is out and you're facing one of the best Ds in the league. But shipping 30 to the Jets? Inexcusable. All of them second half points as well. Um, Minnesota 3, Las Vegas 0. Genuinely gutted that points were eventually scored. <laughs> Everybody wanted nil-nil in this game. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Everybody wanted nil. Absolutely. Seattle 16, San Francisco 28. The Niners are pretty much on a pretty much unstoppable force when in this form, as their embarrassment of offensive riches continue to do. Buffalo 20, Kansas City 17. This was finally the moment that neutrals really stopped loving the Kansas City Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. Denver 24, LA Chargers 7. Hard to believe a 17-point loss flatters the Chargers, but here we are. If Staley's toaster broke, he'd burn his whole house down with a flamethrower rather than settle for bread. <laughs> Philadelphia 13, Dallas 33. Dominant win for the Cowboys, who showed they are serious contenders in a real prove-it game. Finally, they did. Tennessee 28, Miami 27. The Titans found a secondary and were unexpectedly competitive in nearly 50 minutes. Then they fell apart spectacularly to ship 14 points and lose the lead. But cunningly, they did so with enough time left on the clock to pull themselves together and snatch a win by a point. Green Bay, 22, New York Giants, 24. The DeVito story just keeps on going. Tommy Cutlets leads an improbable fourth quarter drive to lead the G-Men past the informed Packers with a field goal as time expires. I mean, I, haven't, I didn't watch any of that game. Because it was on at the brilliant. same time as ours. Um, brilliant. Rid and... Ridiculous, but brilliant. Like, and it was weird because it followed a very, very similar narrative to yours that was going on at the same time. It was kind of like team that's not in form, not playing particularly brilliantly, um, backup quarterback, and um, but improbably finds a way to to win it at the death. It was just, it was, it was really good fun. This this two Monday night. Simultaneous games is a bit odd. I don't. I, I'm not sure it's working um, quite no. the way the NFL wanted. The there was a moment though. I think early in the third quarter, both both games were ten seven to the road team at halftime, and both team both home teams had the ball at the start of the third. New York Giants scored a touchdown, and I was almost got a really cleverly worded tweet ready to send as I was expecting the Dolphins to punch it in, and they didn't. And we held, to, <laughs> we, held, we held them to a field goal, which ruined that. But it was really cr crucial in in keeping, like, kind of keeping pace with them. I mean, don't don't get me wrong; we were incredibly lucky in a few in a few ways. I mean, mainly Tyreek Hill getting hurt, and a few other things went our way. But that was it. Was just a 
it was bonkers. Um, and there were games, there were games like that everywhere. Just loads of batshit crazy stuff happens, and that's I absolutely love it. Uh, it was it one was... of the it was one of the better weeks of the season. This one for drama, I thought, and I actually I thought the two games on Monday night worked quite well. I thought they were quite lucky that they both kind of finished with a, at the similar time with the similar stuff going on. So there was a lot of drama in both games at the same time. And I bet the the NFL were like thinking, this is brilliant. This is exactly what we wanted. Even though it felt like putting two Monday night games on felt like a bit of a mistake that they just kind of then rolled with because they realized that they'd done it by accident. Um, but I, I, yeah, it was, it was exciting for a change. But they had, they didn't stagger them. So they had it, I think in week two where one kicked off like an hour after the other. So you've kind of, you could watch, like if you were up at that time in the UK, which you might not be, but I've obviously American views and you could watch maybe the whole of the first game and then the second half of the other one. Um, but they didn't do that this time. So you, you're kind of channel hopping if you want to watch them. And obviously you, there's no red zone way of doing it really. So I think they, I don't know if there's a channel that kind of offered that. I think the Manning cast tried to do it, which maybe that, that was quite a good way to watch them. Maybe I don't know, but but if you if you're in the UK and you wanted to catch up with the games the following day, like game in forty or highlights, you wouldn't have been able to avoid spoilers from the other game because the score was in the corner <laughs> of the screen. The, the, the yep. time, yeah. Um, so it it yeah, I don't think it quite, I don't think it quite works in the way they they expected. Obviously, just like either of those games by themselves would have been a really, really good Monday night football game. So, yeah. Um, yeah, not... I've not really heard anyone who likes the experiment over there when the games are side by side. Like you can see it if they're back to back, but the whole point of Monday Night Football is is meant to be your special showcase. So to have two games simultaneously competing with one another doesn't make sense with the whole premise to me. I saw, I saw a lot of people on Twitter moaning, like Titans fans in America, moaning that chunks of the game they make the screen smaller and put the other game like in part of it. So you're watching, obviously, a smaller part of your TV is showing the game you're trying to watch, um, and but weirdly the Sky feed didn't have that. So I was just mm. like, what, what are they what are they moaning about? So the the Sky feed had it just had the game that you were you were watching, um, which is what you want really. But yeah, all of, all a bit all a bit odd, but yeah, br- brilliant games, <laughs> brilliant games nonetheless. I I just I can't quite believe that like the way the way our game panned out and to absolute like proper, really good gutsy performance to stick with the dolphins for three and a half quarters, then to go and absolutely shit the bed muffed, <laughs> muffed and um, muffed punt. And then the what, what turnover. What was he doing with that punt as well? It's just we a... have oh. Oh, idiocy. Brable proper gave him a pasting on the sideline. Yeah. Um, fair play to him. He had to go back and field another one. And never um, muffed no. that one. He nearly did. He nearly yeah. did. Yeah, it was um, a job. But he he's he'd only come in doing that job because Carl Phillips, our other guy, muffed he muffed one at Wembley, Wembley, Tottenham, um, in, in that game in a crucial situation. I think just before half time, was just like either just let it go over your head. I think the clock was about to run out. Just let it go over your head, or don't just leave it. But no. So yeah, we've not done the not done too well with that position. But after that, and then the, obviously the Dolphins score. We then, I think, first player the following drive turned the ball over and the Dolphins score again. I was like, I'm very, very nearly went to bed. 
very nearly, but I didn't. Even comms were basically like saying that was it. They were talking about how like, I mean, it was. This is your <laughs> defeat, and this is you know the Dolphins go to joint like, first place in the AFC with this victory, and they basically saying it was over. I mean, they they, they it really was. This this is this is, but it wasn't just it wasn't just like the the requirement for the comeback and the the time and everything like that. It was just the manner of it. Like it was just it was just such a huge sucker punch to. Like what felt like you just to lose like that after putting a really good shift, yeah. but then, then we had the ball again and it was like, oh, Will Levis is going to move it down the field. Oh, we might score here. We we had time to we had time to keep our timeouts, give it back to them. Then then they punted to uh to Eric Gara who was shitting himself no doubt at that moment, and then we did it again, and we scored too early. You actually left them plenty of time on the clock. You yeah. did it ridiculously. I, I think Henry, <laughs> Derek Henry should have Derek Henry should have gone down before scoring. I think. Um, and I was just, I thought, well, shit, what have we done? Tyreek's going to come back in the game and we know how this ends. The Dolphins only needed a field goal to win it at that point. But we stopped them again. We stopped them. Easily. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I found the play, I found the play calling really weird. And to me, it was, um, it was kind of a little bit of a, a knock on Tua. He didn't look very confident. He didn't really look like he knew or agreed with the calls that were coming in. To rush it three times seemed odd. Um, Tua didn't look at all comfortable and whether that was a designed run or whether that was just something else wasn't on but that last one that was never really going anywhere it seemed like play, odd play calling from the Dolphins and it was by, by a long way their weakest offensive performance of the season this and obviously Tyreek Hill being out for a large portion of the game. Well, that that's that's the I think that's the bottom line with it. Actually, but, I think but it, it... they never, but they never, they've got other weapons, and you can't like other other teams have lost players, um, and and big players. Every team at this point, yeah. yeah. And like you can't just fall apart if Tyreek Hill isn't there. You've still I think got I think it rushes. shows you've still got Waddle. You've still got supposedly one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Um, is is he though? No, I don't think he is. No, mm-hmm. gen- and I and I think this game really shows that up. I think it really showed that Tyreek Hill should be the MVP because it it without a may without a proper standout QB this year. I'm I could see just the difference in the Dolphins without him versus when he's on the field. Um, and, and when he did come back in, he clearly wasn't at full pelt, and you could see. The drive they brought him back early in the second half, I thought they should use him as a decoy here. They need to get get the ball on the ground because we're we're going to be all over Tyreek as you, as you should be. Um, and I think that with him looking a bit shaky, that was the time to use him as use him as a decoy, run the ball. But they didn't really do that. They were sort of throwing it to other targets and trying to. Yeah, I like I Waddle's Waddle's decent. I get it. I get it. But I I think what's leveled at the Dolphins, you can also level at Tyreek Hill in that the games that they've lost, where where because they've yet still to beat a team that's over a 500 record in the league. They haven't beaten a team yet with a winning record when they played them. And in any of those games, Tyreek Hill is the most he's got in one of those games is something like 60 odd yards. So mm. go and do it against a really good team, Tyreek, and then I'll consider you to be an MVP. Go and have a season <laughs> where you're not just smashing. You're not being a flat trap bully against shit teams. Um, you know, if he if he goes and does that against the the Cowboys or the the someone like that, I'm on board. But he's uh, like uh, he's he's not performed yet when they've played against a good team. 
I, I don't know how fair that is. If it's it's diff- obviously it's obviously it's harder against good teams. Obviously, good, but um, if you want to be the, if you want to be the fucking MVP, you need to play well against the best teams, and he doesn't. He's well. very good when he's playing against teams that are crap that everybody beats. Jolly good. Go and do it against like even the Bills when they played them. He was he did nothing, and we weren't a particularly great Bills team at that point. He just and like. I don't know. It just it says to me. I th- don't get me wrong. He's clearly very very quick. You know, a good player. Blah blah blah. But I want to see him put in a real dominant, like hundred and fifty yard touchdown performance against a really good side. We're going to um, hear from Craig when he listens back to this bit. <laughs> I just yeah. I, th- I think the crux of my argument is more just like he is that offense this year. Like as and, yeah. and I yeah, actually an off- actually those those games. That- Again, an offense that hasn't beaten a good team yet. Okay, yeah. Right, we'll. Uh, what else has happened? Yeah, the, the AFC was just mental. I mean, you've got just looking down the the scores that we we reviewed. Uh, New England beating Pittsburgh on the road felt like a upset, not one that anyone particularly cares about. You had <laughs> it. It was a surprise, but both teams were quite bad. So yeah, it just took a bit of. Trubisky tripping over himself and the New England defence forcing a couple of turnovers and then that was it. That was all they needed. The surprise was Bailey Zappi running a semi-competent looking offence for the first time all season. That's the thing, isn't it? I think there's so many quarterback injuries now that kind of like the the form is a little bit out the window when you, you'd think that the Steelers would comfortably beat a New England team, but this is the Steelers with Mitch Trubisky. And and I do think, contrary to what you guys said last week, I do think there is quite a significant drop off between um, Pickett and Trubisky from what we've seen in their like this season anyway, and Trubisky's career. Um, they're they're a different outfit, and they weren't all that wonderful anyway. You also yeah, you also had Indy losing in Cincinnati. Not not so much that they lost, but they shipped a lot of points. Um, the the manner of it, um, since he looked all right with Browning. Um, this, yeah, it's it's a bit like in in the in the NFL. It's who's got the best backup QB these days, um, and and it was yeah. nearly back or backup to QB because Gardner took a standing eight count and uh, carried on after the yeah, uh, Bruce that... Grubbler jelly legs moment. It was an interesting one that. Yeah, he was. I'm very surprised that he was um, still in by the end of the game. It was the same with TJ Watt, actually, in the first game. He, yeah, he took yeah. a knee to the chin on play one, yeah. and they took him out, and they spent Mr. longer Mr. fixing Snap. his helmet than yeah. they did checking him for frigging concussion. And then at the end of the game, they're like, oh, by the way, TJ Watt's concussed. He might be missing the next game. Well, no shit. You probably shouldn't have played the entirety of that game. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. 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 Brown, it... Browning looks good, and it's disappointing to see he's good, because I don't want the Bengals anywhere near the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, fair play to him. And... I feel like he's the type that will have this really good season, probably end up on someone else's roster in a couple of years as as like to give him a starter job and then never do anything. The next yeah. Matt Flynn. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a good supporting cast and an OC that's using what he's got really intelligently, but you can't expect that to work everywhere. No. You end up in frigging Atlanta getting just... <laughs> but yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> that. That's the, Yeah. Oh, I can you can you can really see it. I can, and you can see it going wrong as well. You can see all of it. Yeah. The Jags losing in Cleveland. I mean, it, it's maybe not 
a, a massive upset. I would have still, with Trevor not being 100%, I would have still bat- I still thought you'd win that game, Pat. But I picked against us in the pick, and it was partly down to negativity and partly down to <laughs> what I thought would happen. It was basically the same pattern as the um, Cincinnati game. Flacco wasn't great, but we repeatedly decided not to bother covering a guy and let him go 30-plus yards for a touchdown. And when you make it that easy for a team to score so many points, it's hard for you to claw it back in. I think four-point loss flatters us. There was a lot of junk time uh, yardage and a nice score at the end that helped us get back to within a score. But it was like, you know, they're 10 points up and just holding us at arm length. Um, Not sure the desperation two-point conversions for no reason really helped either. Um, yeah, it was a game where the offense misfired. The, the, the stat line in this is so weird. Like the receiving stat line, which I am loading up because I haven't memorized it. Um, Evan Engram, 11 receptions from 12 targets. That's decent. Then Zay Jones, five from 14, and Calvin Ridley, Oof. four from 13. They're meant to be your wide receivers, one and two. And the rest of them were like four from four, two from three, two from three, which is fine. But when you only use three wide receivers and the first two drop like nine passes between them, what the fuck do you expect to happen? Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And the the Texans obviously to complete the AFC South Circle. Um a weather another weather related game, really. Obviously, uh, CJ Stroud went out the game. That's not gonna help anyone. Um Davis Davis Mills ain't it. <laughs> no. Can you remember last this time last season where we were all like, oh, he's done okay. It's a bit of a shame that they're going to draft someone else because he should be given a go. And yeah, it was fucking dreadful. <laughs> I mean, he only had five. Yeah, not not great. Um, yeah, the we don't. Yeah, we don't need to talk about the Jets at all, do we? Um, no, nope, nope, we. Yeah, Denver, they've got Denver. they've got nothing left for the rest of the season. Basically, at this point, they've lost their top two wide receivers, possibly their quarterback, their best tight end. It's just decimated. But Aaron Rodgers is coming back for the playoffs, so it's it's all going to be fine. The the Denver Broncos going into LA, and Pat, you said um, the it flattered the Chargers. Uh, another backup QB, the brilliantly named um, Stick, who uh, <laughs> yeah. hasn't East... been seen hasn't seen seen since Wimbledon nineteen ninety one. Eastern Stick, excellent. <laughs> There's apparently a brand of ice hockey stick called Eastern Sticks. Oh, <laughs> apparently. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that wasn't wasn't happening for them. De- Denver. Denver on looking looking all right, you know. They've pulled yeah. their defense together with a lot of blitzing, which makes them exciting to watch. Alex Singleton smashing off faces is always entertaining. And aside from Jerry Judy not being able to catch a ball or Stay in bounds when he does catch a ball. It's uh, looking pretty rosy in Denver, specifically with the Chiefs tripping over themselves. They've got a half a sniff of a division win and definitely a strong sniff of a playoff spot. So good luck to them, I think, in this one. I mean, they were helped a little bit by Staley just refusing to acknowledge that field goals existed. But for the most (laughs) part, it was uh, Denver's day. Um, Now, I, I, I really want to talk about this. Um, Allen Head, as it's now known, that that oh that, no, that, no I'm not going to say that again. I'm really sorry. Uh, but what a win for for Buffalo, and it's 
yeah, it turns out the Chiefs can't get it done in that final two minute drill again. <laughs> and it what was Joe, you know what was nice is the fact that I've seen I've seen this movie so many times of the <laughs> having the lead in the fourth quarter and finding a way just You got the, the director's cut ending this time. <laughs> yeah, finding a way to win win it after after that was brilliant. And like as 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 fun as the game was and as as good as some of the play on, on both sides of the ball was, there's something not quite right about the Chiefs at the moment. Um offensively. They don't look good. They're like their defense is better than their offense at the moment. And um yeah. The most entertaining thing of the whole game was the the reaction to at the end of the game. <laughs> it, yeah, it's exactly that. It's the whole like um, the, the the play happens, and and everyone was creaming themselves over the play. It was like fine. He threw the ball to someone else who went in for a touchdown. Brilliant. That's never happened to you against against uh, against the Bills, has it? Well, that was different because the, the one that Kelsey threw was actually backwards. Oh, rest, in peace. <laughs> rest, in, rest in peace to Frank Wycheck, by the way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that. Yeah, that's that's horrible, horrible news. Fifty-two, and you fall over in in your in your home. That's uh, that's yeah. that's not good. Absolutely, rest in peace, Frank Wycheck. And mm-hmm. yeah, he did he did some other stuff as well as that. He was yeah, pretty absolutely. good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he really was. It's a shame that he's remembered for this one illegal play that was never called right. <laughs> Only, only if you don't understand geometry. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> anyway, should we not get into it? We do it like we do this fairly regularly. Um, <laughs> back to the Chiefs being crybabies. Um, so when it goes back and they show the play again, and it clearly stood in an offside position. There's no it's doubt. It's not even subtle. You never see anyone standing like that. It looks so out of place. No. And what 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 I found funny afterwards when, like seemingly the argument from the chiefs afterwards is that it regularly gets caught it doesn't regularly get called this is something that you never see well they're all they're all showing um it's not regularly stills. that far in front that's and there, that, there that, were a few that, stills yeah. shown from the dolphins game of uh, one of the dolphins players kept doing it and it wasn't called which just made it funnier for me <laughs> but all we want is consistency yeah. Yeah. but it was like one of the one of the officials i think it was one of the like in the booth officials maybe it was gene sterator i think was saying it's not regularly called. You don't see it that often. But and then basically saying, but that's because usually the receivers aren't stupid enough to stand in that <laughs> position. Yeah, it's, that's the reason it's not called is because people don't do it. But seemingly the Chiefs' argument to this whole thing wasn't that it was. Like, was it? It was an illegal formation as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> like there was multiple things that were wrong with it, but it was like. It's, it was mad when you think that they're basically saying, yeah, we know we break the rules all the time, but usually we just get warned by it. And basically you need to allow us to break the rules, especially considering this one ended up in this really interesting play. Like, because oh. the play ended up being a touchdown, seemingly it shouldn't matter that the guy broke the rules. And... Yeah, but if if the, if it's an incomplete pass and they and the game carries on, nobody's talking about this ever again. Like, it's forgotten about instantly. It's just yeah. it's just because of it's just because of that, and they feel it's that entitlement from yes, Mahomes. Exactly it's just like, like how dare you do I'm this? I'm better to us. than I'm better than I'm better than you. Yeah, we we shouldn't be calling those kind of plays on on the Kansas City Chiefs because the Kansas City Chiefs are brilliant, and you're you're missing out on magical yeah. stuff like this. Yeah, you've missed out on this magical play. It's never going to be known of again when he gets. It would have been magical play. if you'd stood in the right place, Kadarius exactly. Tony. 
It's yes. going to hurt Kelsey's Hall of Fame chances. Apparently, oh, having that, that, that was record Oh, my God. And when I saw him having his paddy on the sideline, I assumed he was having a go at his wide receivers for being shit. And that would have yes. been more understandable than that's anything where his that rage, subsequently that's where happened. His... That's where his anger should have been directed. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I have think... some accountability because they've been letting you down all fucking season, mate. Yeah, well, as Tony Romo said, they can't keep affording to getting in the way of the offense and they continuously do it. And Kadarius Tony, unfortunately, has done it quite a lot. Um, but it was, yeah, the, honestly, the reaction to it afterwards and 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 also the class, the classness of it. To... Classlessness. That's it. That's it. Well, <laughs> good word. Um, Thanks, for him to go up to Josh Allen afterwards and like and there there to be no like good job seventeen um good up for the rest of the season. oh what a yeah worst fucking call I've ever seen in my life um, how's it what's it got to do with Josh Allen nothing <laughs> just, nothing just really guys guys behavior. just played like lights out again to uh, to win a game and you know and and Josh has had has been on the back has been on the end of heartbreaking games against the Chiefs in the past. And on every single occasion, it's always been great job, Pat. Good luck for the rest of the season. Not once mm-hmm. has he ever gone up there and thrown his toys out the pram and been an absolute fucking crybaby because of uh, like a one call. And also, oh, clearly, Pat Mahomes has forgotten about some of the calls that happened towards the end of the Super Bowl last year, um, when or whatever it was when they played. They the get their fair share. Calls go their way, bloody hell! Honestly, yeah, and um, and that happens to good teams. I do get it, but like you can't you can't rely on that. It it was it wasn't the it wasn't the fact that he questioned the decision that actually annoyed me because you see that all the time, rightly or wrongly. Also, like heat of the moment as well. Fine, it was it was it was the the, the entitlement. You're right. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was the sense of well, they should they the should have warned us because we're the Kansas City Chiefs or like we sh- the same it's not a level playing field. We're better, so we should get better treatment. Yeah. That was what it stank We don't have to warn you if you're blocking our view of the ball. Yes. And <laughs> we scored a really good touchdown as a result of this. So how dare you call a very perfectly reasonable off offside call? It's ludicrous. Honestly, it's um it it as someone who's had to play them a lot recently and been on the end of some heartbreaking defeats, their fans and that team is abhorrent enough as it is. Throw in um, Taylor Swift in the mix, and oh, it's, oh. it's only it only gets worse. And um, for the reaction to the end of this game was really like a, an, an eye opening, I think, to a lot of people as to just how like unbelievably annoying that organization is. It shouldn't okay. really be a surprise because they couldn't even win a Super Bowl gracefully. It was, some of them were dicks after the Super Bowl win. So, like, this is just, you know, that iceberg a little bit more prominent, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've re- I've by recently... some of them, I mean, Kelsey, your massive oh, ball back. Absolutely. He, I recently watched the quarterback series on Netflix, like in the last month or so. Um, and I actually came out of that thinking, I sort of, I've always obviously admired Patrick Mahomes' play. That's not in question at all, ever. Um, but as a as a person, I've not never particularly warmed to him. And I watched that series, and actually, I, I, he sort of went up in my estimations a bit. Um, obviously, there's meticulous preparation that that you see that that goes on, um, and it, it is it's just gone so far down afterwards in my estimations. It's like it, it's yeah, I was right before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trust yourself. You're normally right. 
<laughs> probably not but yeah it just it just oh just horrible I, just don't be a dick lose gracefully go and shake go and shake your opposite's numbers hand and say well played yeah. right have but a, it's have very a hard moment. to have sympathy when you've watched a team who hasn't been as massively successful over the time he's been successful it's like come on mate one game and they're a good side and they played a really good game against you and you've missed out by three points get over it I can, and, and I'm sure that there is an element of it in his in his ire that is directed at his receivers, like you rightly thought, and maybe it is just frustration that once again they've cost you a win. But like a lot of people, like in, as you rightly said, in the heat of the moment, get pissed off and question referees' calls. But by the time he's at the podium, he's probably seeing that again, and everyone in the world can see that he's ridiculously offsides, and yet he he's still he's still down. He's still at it the next day. Yeah. He slept oh. on it. Uh, um, I don't know if the Chiefs go all the way this year. They may still, but it, oh, yeah. you, you do... There's, there's you a do lot wrong with that, that team. Something is not right, yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. A lot, there's a lot wrong with that team at the moment. I don't feel like they have... Kelsey doesn't, like, doesn't look as, as dominant as he has been in the past. They're not finding him as much at the moment. The other wide receivers just aren't good enough, and Pat Mahomes just isn't playing particularly brilliantly. And it only elevates so much. Yeah, and the, the defense, the defense is playing pretty well, um, like far better than I they traditionally do. Um, but yeah, offensively, it's as bad as this is as bad as I've seen them. And you know, it's it's still not horrendous by any stretch of the imagination, but it's still it, they're not that good at the moment. The you take take Mahomes out of that team and there's they're not winning many games. They're not they're not winning with Chenny, are they? No. Um, or I assume it's still him. But yeah, it, yeah, it's no, yeah, just like and the, all their receivers have like Rashi Rice looks like he's pretty decent, but um, Valdez Scantling and Kadarius Tony and X like X Y and Z they're just, just not mid fantastic. middling players, aren't they? they really yeah. are. If they were if they were at the Patriots, they would they'd do nothing. Well, they well now they would. <laughs> but Tom it's, Brady would find a way, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. yeah we don't. Have it's to not Henny. He retired after the Super Bowl. Did he? Okay. Yeah. Who's who's, who's their backup? Um, now there's a question. Where's their roster? He didn't get I... to throw a pass, so he's not in the box scores. Weirdly. <laughs> no, I'll leave that. I'll leave that one with you. Um, yeah, my yeah, swim the... internet is uh, loading slowly. <laughs> I think it is. Um, uh, it is oh, Blaine Gabbert, of course. Oh, they went from he... ex Jacksonville shite to ex Jacksonville sorry. There can't be many teams he's not been a backup for now, Blaine Gabbert, can there? <laughs> he's done the rounds. He's going to be the next. The that Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, and he said Adam Vinatieri, Vinny Testaverde. Um, he's going to be one of those, isn't he? Um, in a few years to come. Oh, he wishes he was as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> we all Testaverde would have missed a lot more than twenty-four extra points. <laughs> Doug Flutie wouldn't know. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a niche there's a niche reference. Right. The yeah the NFC. We should probably mention it. That that yeah oh. big big game obviously in Dallas and a real really impressive. Really impressive win, in truth. As it kind of, I don't want to say it pains me, 
I'm not sure if I dislike the Eagles more than the Cowboys. It's hard. It's a oh, tough I one to tough one to like, call. I but definitely dislike the Eagles more than the Cowboys. Oh, that's a big call. Definitely. AJ Brown probably it for me, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're both fairly dislikable organisations, but they, are like, yeah, I think the Eagles have are, are getting into that kind of entitlement territory up there with the Chiefs as well. They had. But, they had an off- offensive offside call on one yes, of their tush pushes, did. which yes, I very ah. much enjoyed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, I think the Cowboys we have to absolutely take them seriously as a as a Super Bowl contender, um, if, especially if they can keep this run going and sneak sneak home field advantage by if they can manage to get ahead of the Eagles um, in the or they are now technically ahead of the Eagles, I think, in the NFC East, aren't they? Um, so it's if they can keep that place and have a home playoff game, seemingly they're fairly unstoppable there. Um, yeah, unfortunately for the Cowboys, the uh Eagle schedule is new Giants, Cardinals, Giants to finish the season. So yeah. the Seahawks next is their biggest challenge, and they're not that much of a challenge this season. But no. yeah, it didn't surprise me that much this result because the Eagles are flattered to deceive all season. I had a really good win-loss record, but there's a lot of games they got over the line without looking particularly dominant. So I thought Cowboys' slight favourites coming in, and it wasn't even as close as I thought as a Cowboys win at the end. It was, I mean, probably a bit like their game against the Niners, where a game that you think this is going to be a cracker, this is going to be close, it's going to be exciting. And, and actually, they were both convincing wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Well, we've been saying all season, haven't we, that the Eagles are winning games, but they're not playing well. And as soon as they've they've come up against two absolutely stellar opponents in their last two games, and they've been found seriously wanting, they should have lost to the Bills the week before. Um, mm. But the Bills contrived to hand that game to them, and they obviously got a 60-odd-yard field goal to to tie it as, as time expired. Um, they should have lost, they sh- you know, they should have lost their last three. It's quite enjoyable seeing AJ Brown be a bit of a whingy diva. Um, looks nah. looks a bit looks a bit upset with things. Um, oh, that's a shocking development, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <Who knew? laughs> yeah, it. I think like they they the Cowboys and Eagles may end up playing again in the playoffs, and you, yeah, it might depend where the game is. It could be it could be everything in the in that division Cow- or in that conference. I think the Cowboys' next two games they go to they go to Buffalo and to Miami. Um, that will be like a, a a really really solid indicator of where they are. Um, yeah. Well, I think I think like I, like I said in my review, I think they've proved they've proved a huge amount with this win. Um, yeah. and you 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 kind of feel the Miami one's interesting. That's that that would have almost been that. Well, no, prove prove it. One of these teams can prove it. They could do it against whoever I, I kind of game. I think but... they'll I think they'll beat Miami. Um, I think bizarrely is our record is harder. I think Buffalo at the minute is probably the harder game. Um, just because Buffalo on the on the road, yeah, 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 I would... yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see, but I think we'll learn we'll learn a lot from where where the Cowboys are, and realistically, regardless in the NFC East, all teams are trying to get up to the level of the 49ers. and so whoever like wherever they play, just to try and stay at home field as much as they can up until they have to go to San Francisco in the championship game. Will be will be the battle. I mean, uh, it looks the the Niners are ahead of the rest 
in the in, NFC in, in significantly. The, in, in, in yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also true. And it, yeah, I think we we all thought the AFC was the the better conference in, in the off season. Maybe maybe it still is overall, but I, I think it is. But I think the best, probably the best two teams in the league at the moment are in the NFC. Hmm. Yeah. They've got a strong top few, but it drops off a lot more quickly into a lot lower level than the, the AFC. Whereas the whereas the AFC has got a lot of teams at seven and six, the the NFC has an awful lot of teams at six and seven, and one of those is in fourth place. So, you just have to look at the Lions division, and they're like they're going to fall into the playoffs despite being crap for the last quarter of the season because everyone else is worse. The Detroit Lions, what? Well, Rich Rich said this in a because he sort of wrote my agenda. Um, and then didn't turn up. Um, but he his his question was of to what he wanted to talk about. Are the Lions going to win another game? Um, which it's it's perfectly feasible that they that they don't. As uh, as crazy as that that might seem, they've got they've got the Vikings twice and the and the Cowboys. So potentially, I, I suspect Maybe. they they win one or both of their Vikings games probably. But you can you could imagine a world where that happens. You just if there's a team that do that, it's the Lions. It's just history. That's just how it goes. They could lose every one, they could lose every one of those and still make the playoffs, though, couldn't they? Yeah. So they may not they may not win another game and lose and still and still make the playoffs and lose in the playoffs. Yeah. You could you can you can see it. Yeah. But... And that um and that Broncos game is a massive game for the teams in the AFC in the playoff hunt. Huge. Because the Broncos schedule after the Lions is like paper. So it's um with those teams that are battling and trying to win out, if they can if they don't win this game, it obviously puts them a game back, whereas they're likely to win the next three. So it's um it's yeah, huge game this one. And I You trust the Broncos that, more. And I may say exactly that in my one sentence preview. I've just <laughs> I'll shut up now. Say say something else. I'll make yeah, it yeah. yeah, make change it. Um uh, You've got to trust the Broncos more on recent history because they're not the team shooting themselves in the foot. And it feels like Peyton's got to grips with how to get the Broncos over the line in games. And it may not be pretty, but it's pretty effective. Whereas what we saw from the Lions was a hit at the Staley's with some unnecessary turnovers on downs in scoring positions. And just, um, you know, that you, you helped the Bears to get in position to win the game. And... If you do that to any team, you're going to put yourself in trouble. Okay, the yeah, a bit, bit of news from from today. International series, they're they're, start, they're now saying eight games from 2025 as a minimum onwards, plus the Jags annual annual trip. Um, which I'm kind of a bit like nonplussed by it. I don't I've, as on a selfish level, I don't think the UK needs any more games than it currently has i'm not sure it's going to get too many more they're going to spread it around a bit more which which i'm all for they're saying there's going to, there's going to be a game in brazil next year and um it, sao paulo which were obviously one of the world cup venues and um, tom pilicero announced that sao paulo are going to be hosting a game and then did the, the nfl mocked up a little promo image for him it was a picture of rio <laughs> well done <laughs> but you know, the, like the official, the big, like, the big statue, I imagine. Quite, yeah, quite yeah, Christ, female, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, maybe Sao Paulo doesn't have any buildings, monuments. <laughs> I don't know. It's just um, a stadium. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, that, that's what Rappaport went with, a picture of the stadium. I don't know if uh, yeah, just some sort of random high street in South Paulo High Street. Yeah, downtown South Paulo. A few shops. <laughs> Carlos Tevez there like this. Carlos he played for them for a while, I think. Did he? He's Argentinian. Well, I, guess, I guess it's possible. I don't he's allowed, know. He's allowed to play there. Yeah, I, yeah you're probably right. Yeah. I imagine. It sounds like would've... if you're from the right continent, that's close enough. Anyway. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, they've got the country right, I suppose. Yeah, Get Rocky so... Santa Cruz, and he's not doing anything these days. Is he Paraguayan, <laughs> I think? Yeah. yeah. Chile? Oh, maybe, maybe. What about, about Paolo Oneshot? What's he doing? Classic. Costa Rica, Costa Rica. yeah, Costa Rica. I think, yeah. Is that? No, they should get Cheeky tec- Arce in as well. He was a legend. Is that technically Mid America, Costa Rica? Though? It's, yeah, it's the little wiggly bit. That's the wiggly the, the, bit. The little wiggly bit. Yeah. Um, There's probably oh, a more technical name. Always the that. long snap pod strong point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm. I, I, I'm a bit uh, similar to you. I'm a bit like. I find it a bit weird that they're taking so many games on the road now, and I know that they make a massive deal about it, but if this was happening in the Premier League, I think I'd be a bit like, no, fuck you. Like, why Why are all these games being Would taken you? away? Yeah, a little bit, I think. It's a, I don't know. It's, I feel like they're just F1-ing it a little bit, and, like, where does it, where does it end? There's something a bit weird about the whole thing for, like, just to, to chuck, you know, I don't know. It feels too much now, almost. I like the fact that when there was like, it felt a bit more special when there was like two or three games went somewhere. Now you've got half the league globe trotting every season. The mm. fact that it's in different places probably dilutes that a bit. So it, it means it's special for the countries involved. When uh, Brazil, like if you if you if you're from downtown Sao Paulo, um, you're going to be pleased at this news, I imagine. No, they don't like it. <laughs> I like the uh, Germany games because they were at a time zone where I could watch one and then the normal slate of schedules. I could get an extra game into my day. The Brazil one won't give us that. So from a time zone point of view, less impressed. Is it? Well, it would be too early, I guess, to do... Yeah, I guess. Because they, they've tried to do these, haven't they? Like the the overseas games, it's been like NFL breakfast in America. So you can watch it at 10 a.m. And then go into your regular seat, like regular games from what one o'clock onwards, but that's not going to work in Brazil, as you say. I remember I, I Adam Schefter got all pissy about it when they started when they started those two thirty games over here, yeah. um, and he just yeah, you just don't want to get up at six o'clock in the morning in LA, do you, Adam? No, that's that's <laughs> that's literally it. Sorry, Adam, we'll get the train home at fucking half past midnight then for your convenience, <laughs> you prick. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. you've got to have the. Fans going to the actual game is the ones you put it at a reasonable time for. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll 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 see about all the the details. There'll be other I just, countries. I just kind of hope it just doesn't get too diluted and mm. there's too much. And by the last game, you're a bit like, oh, we're still talking about overseas games and blah blah. I, th- blah. I think they they can. I know what you mean about the hype that surrounds it, but it's just you're watching games from somewhere else on TV mostly. So. Yeah. And I, and uh, so and the other thing was be I hope they figure out the logistics better than they did this time with regards to, you know, if someone's going for a couple of weeks somewhere, home team advantage, all that kind of stuff that they are asked up with the Jags and the Bills this time around. Um, let's let's try and make sure that they don't fuck that up this next season. I said this at the time; those two games should have just been the other way around. Then it would have been kind of fair. Correct. <laughs> 
but but yeah, but such yeah. such it is. All right. Um, other. No, that might have been all I had. Oh, I just I I wanted to have a, a little whinge about the the commentary team from the the Titans Dolphins game. Um, so because they had the, those two games, it was like ESPN's B team. So Buck and Aitman were at the other one, and we got Dan Orlovsky. I can't even remember. Um, and two others. There were three of them in the booth, and so I saw someone on Twitter describing it like they just. It was all about. And like I get it, I get it. This is the kind of type of matchup it was. It was just all about Miami. Everything they were talking about, the, everything was from the Dolphins' point of view. Everything, and they were just so excited about Tyreek, and like they were visibly gutted that he got, he got an injury. But so, um, someone on Twitter said it was like having three Chris Collinsworths. <laughs> it was just so. Like they, they they didn't even care about Hyde. It was it it just came like I know obviously every commentator is biased against your team. I I get like I know that, but they, it was just another level. Like, it also annoyed me the amount of times that he meant to say Tyreek and he said Tua, which felt like it happened about that kept happening. Yeah, yeah, it kept it happening during the game, and I'm like, come on, man. Like, also, let's get, right, let's get it right once. It's Chiga Conquo. It's not Chig a Quanquu or a Quanco <laughs> or a Conquo. You don't it's have to guess. Hard. They hand out phonetic lists to you. And his name is spelt. It's pronounced phonetic. It's pronounced like how it reads. <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah. Not... it's written on his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't even have to look it up. It looks complicated, so I guess. I uh, the oh, what game was it? It was a game we had um, earlier in the year, and we had um, Mark the unpronounceable Mark Schlereth, um the offensive Bro. lineman guy, um, and he he called. Um, he called Kevin Byard Keith Byard. <laughs> you know, Keith. Um, I and I added him on Twitter, and he replied, "Nice." <laughs> <laughs> or, or quote maybe quote like yeah, obviously complete brain fart. And he but his reply said, "I did a sit down interview with him in the week. I <laughs> really really should have got the guy's name right." <laughs> That's a good response. <laughs> on the subject of commentators, the colour commentator in the Jags game spent basically the entire game defending crap refereeing decisions and <laughs> to the point at which he was contradicting himself because they weren't consistent so there was like about hey, you, five... who, you, who was that in your game? I think it was Tiki Barber and okay. there was about five DPIs that should have been called that weren't of varying severity so like on a spectrum I'm putting what should have been called higher than most people would, obviously, because I'm a Jags fan, so I want them to be called. I'm biased. But the sixth one that was called was the lowest of the six, like the least DPI of the six. So I can at least rank them in terms of severity of DPI and how close it was to being called. And he defended that one as a correct decision when they called it, having defended the previous five as correct non-calls when they were worse. And it's like... <laughs> You have no idea what DPS is. You're just defending what's happening on the pitch. And that's not what the role of the colour commentator should be. They should be watching what's going on and explaining to you what should be happening. Like, and analysing and breaking down the play. You're not just there to be a mouthpiece for what's occurring. Made me mad. I quite like that crew, actually. They, they got Matt Ryan in with him. I think if, if, yeah. it's, if it's them. Yeah, yeah. yeah who, I think, who I think he's... Matt Ryan's actually... I think he's going to be good. Yeah. Um, 
I quite like uh this is this is this is right in my um wheelhouse this uh, commentators but quite like Mark Sanchez when you get him he's one of the fox fox guys yeah, he's good he's good um, just like a yeah diff- different opinions I like yeah I like I like it when when somebody tells me something I don't already know which is quite, which is always I quite a like, usually I quite like Dan Olofsky as well if I'm honest I've I've been quite impressed with some of his analysis of stuff and he does quite a lot with the bills as well um, he did, however, let himself down after the Chiefs thing because he he put out a tweet basically defending it that got edited four times. Um, <laughs> and each time he edited it, he was like adding bits to it and it eventually got to the bit where it was like he just directly contradicted himself within the same tweet. <laughs> um, essentially saying, you know, if he hasn't checked, then that absolutely needs to be called. But as an official, you should never call it. And I'm like, well, if, how can you? What? How can both be true? <laughs> I, agree, I I generally probably agree with you about Olofsky, but yeah, it wasn't. It was unbearable on Monday, anyway. Right. Any any other NFL business? Nah. <laughs> Good. Lovely. Let's do some one sentence previews. Starting with LA Chargers at Las Vegas. Eastern Stick versus Aidan O'Connell on Thursday Night Football. How lucky we are. <laughs> Minnesota at Cincinnati. One of, checks notes, 247 games this week featuring one backup QB versus another. <laughs> Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. God, this has got to be one of the most boring prospects of the season. Unless Trubisky goes full Winston. Um, Denver at Detroit. Massive game for both teams. Lions need to bounce back with a tough schedule ahead. Atlanta at Carolina. Maybe this is finally your week, Bryce. No, probably not. Chicago at Cleveland. Both of these sides somewhat unexpectedly beat division leading sides last week, so who the fuck knows? Browns because they're at home? Yeah, probably. Tampa Bay at Green Bay. Two six and seven teams battling to be one of those lucky few enough to get into the playoffs and be one and done. That's a good old NFC Central matchup that that they took yeah. away. It's weird, weird those weird those games like we when we play the Steelers. Anyway, uh, New York Jets at Miami. Easy Dolphins win. Then again, I thought that last week. Jets should struggle. Then again, I, I thought that last week. <laughs> <laughs> New York Giants at New Orleans. Bloody hell doing previews of NFC teams really makes you realise how little you care about these crap teams. <laughs> Should we just drop them? Um, <laughs> Kansas City at New England. Chiefs angry bounce back game or Belichick tactical, tactical masterclass? Can't even say it. This season's evidence favours the Chiefs. Houston at Tennessee. Fans of all other AFC playoff hopeful teams will be hoping that the Titans can build on their excellent win over the Dolphins to add some more misery to their AFC South rivals. San Francisco at Arizona. Only Rich will be worried about this matchup for the Niners. Why? Because he always does. <laughs> Washington at LA Rams. Nine Stafford slaying. <laughs> Dallas at Buffalo. If this game isn't played at the Rose Bowl and doesn't feature a comical Leon Let fumble, then I'm just not interested. <laughs> Baltimore at Jacksonville. Three weeks ago, this looked like it had the makings of a stellar matchup. Looking more likely now that it would be a comfortable Ravens. Jags on Sunday night football, though. What a world we now live in. And um, finally, Pil- Pilly? Pil- 
Jesus. It'll be going so well. <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> at some other team. Seattle. A tough trip for the Eagles as they try to stop their slide. Seahawks may have a losing record, but at 6-7, and seven, they're joint 7th with Green Bay, Rams, Falcons and Saints. So they've got everything to play for and are no pushovers, particularly at home. There you go. Nice Craig one sentence um, preview to finish. I, I didn't agree, so it counts. I'm especially <laughs> looking forward to a Bill Pel- Bill- Belichick <laughs> testicle masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, he does fun. love a tea bag, as we there. <laughs> that will be good to watch. I love the bit after the game where um Zappy had a big like friendly hug with the uh, bum chin O'Brien, and then <laughs> Belichick came in and was just like, Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm giving a little handshake, yeah, yeah, form, but... totally different reaction, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it was class. <laughs> Oh, yes, indeed. Right, any other business? I, In fact, before we go, before we start, uh, it may take one of your any other business, I don't know, uh, but Rich wants to have an any other business of his own, despite not being here, which, yeah, he's written an agenda, not turned up. Um, he wants to have an any other business when he's not here, um, but he wants, he basically, I think he wants us to talk about Andre Brower and... The uh, captain Raymond Holt from Brooklyn Nine Nine, who pa- who passed away far too far too young. Um, so I am more than happy to oblige with this. Um, one of Absolutely. the the best comic characters on any show ever. Um, yeah. just just terrific. I don't know how they got through. I don't know how on earth they managed to make that show without just laughing every single have time and never getting it done. Any scene ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, and like and that guy was like an incredible like thespian theatrical serious performer and the, mm-hmm. so, and he brought that so brilliantly to what was a really really silly comedy program but it was almost that him having that gravitas and that persona was what made his character so funny just the, the old- yeah, the, every, like the deadpan delivery of yeah, some of that, yeah, yeah. some Just of the stuff. Amazing. It's the ultimate straight man. But when the later series got on and they had the little cracks in the straight man moments, that made it all the better for the underlining mm. of it. And I think, I think Nine Nine was the first thing I saw him in. So I'm planning to kind of go back and try and find some other stuff to watch of the back catalogue to uh, pay the tribute to it. I just want to go back and watch Nine Nine again. And I, I mean, made. that first, obviously. <laughs> um, it, it's, it is just so, so good. And I kind of discovered, only discovered it maybe three or four years ago. So I, and I obviously went back to the to the start and I think I watched it twice. We watched it with watched it with Henry afterwards, I think. Um, and it, it, it's, yeah, I think a reasonably safe one for kids, maybe some themes or whatever. But yeah, it, it, yeah. just genu- genuinely brilliant stuff. Like obviously it's so brilliantly written, but brilliantly performed. And like he, he's probably my favourite character from it. I would say, and there were some, there were some pretty good characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there's too much, too much dying, too young going going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, rest rest in peace, Andre. Sorry if I've stolen either of your any other business. Well, I of. figured someone else would have it, so I didn't bring that along. Good, and, good, uh... good choice, good choice. It turned out it turned to be someone who wasn't here. 
Yeah, I was expecting he'd like recorded his own eulogy for you to play in on as a voice clip, just extra. So, come on, Rich, if you really, I care. didn't even do that. Yeah, Rich has just... got too big time, hasn't he? Far too big time. <laughs> what is he, he doing tonight? He's just because he's got a job. I know. But... <laughs> Can't is this honest. how it's going to be? Like, doesn't have time for this anymore. Gets a job, does another podcast, thinks he's fucking Clint Eastwood, doesn't he? Like, it's like when he arranged a present for Nate by telling me what supermarket to go to and where to drop it off. Pull back the curtain. The, the <laughs> ultimate manager. <laughs> well, he didn't. He didn't even do that by himself. He was. He was texting me about like about te- well, messaging me about messaging you. Um, yeah, sort it out, Rich. Pull, pull, yeah, pull, pull <laughs> maybe maybe write a quiz. Yeah, up your your game, pal. Come on. I mean, you're shit at answering questions, so you might as well have a go at something. Come on. Yeah. Why? Why is that? We always bag on about the Craig quiz. Where's the Rich quiz? Yeah. Have we ever had a Rich quiz? I don't. I can't remember one off the top of my head. But he never promises in his defence, so he's not. He's not doing the cock tease of Craig, blue balling us for a quiz. Yeah. Why? Why haven't we leaned on him a bit more about this? He's he's just. He's just. Strolling along, just coasting it, doing the bare minimum, yeah. um, and like we're we're here doing all the work or writing all these the one sentence previews that he should have had. <laughs> that that took me like nearly half an hour today. Cheers, Rich. <laughs> and also speaking speaking of quizzes, um, Craig, you've got about two months. He's not going to do it. You've got about two. He's months. got fourteen months, and we all know it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, who we haven't even none of us have gone yet. Nobody, <laughs> just rich, and he's not even here. <laughs> Who's left? Uh, um, Mark, why don't you go? Um, I, so I know this guy was always a bit of a bell end. Um, and someone I that... thought we'd done talking about, about rich, we've moved on. <laughs> this, this guy, right, this, this shows he this how bad he is. This bloke is much worse than Rich Noonan. <laughs> um, <laughs> is it Jurgen always... Klopp? He's always been. I mean, he no. He's he's even worse than Klopp. That goes to show how. That is a much more measurable bar. Yeah. <laughs> so he was. You always knew he was a bit of a prick, but I, I want to know if Joey Barton's all right. <laughs> because, like, for some reason, it's he's full gone. Antonio Brown vibes, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it like it feels like he's been something's whacked him on the head, and I don't know whether he's just he's. He's advertising something or what? Oh, he's got a book coming out. Oh, has he? That might be well be it. Mm-hmm. He's like... Is it about women's football? This... <laughs> he's gone on this really weird tirade about the fact that... And I'm a bit gutted that Russ isn't here because I'm fairly sure that he would have probably been Barton's supporter amongst anyone that was here. Um, but it's a... He really would, would he? Yeah, totally. Um But it's a, it's like, it's, it seems like a really odd hill to choose to die on that you like you've... For, for no reason, you go on this rant about the standard of of women being commentators and, and co-coms in matches, specifically highlighting an example where you you when you're being interviewed by Piers Morgan, of course you are, um, that he's, you, he's the man for that job is Piers. Yeah, you cite a reason saying that you can't that like the commentator in this game said that this 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 player had side-footed a shot in and then when you actually play the clip of what she said she specifically says in that situation that's that's what he said so barton accused her of saying that oh she he's put something she didn't say 
Yeah, he's put yeah. his laces through it. And she's like, this is a joke. Only women don't get the game. She like, He's definitely not done that. They play the clip and <laughs> the commentator actually says a lot of players in this situation would put their laces through it, but he absolutely hasn't done that. And yeah. like, it's like, he's like, it's such, it's such a ridiculous argument that anybody that is like, is good at is good at what they're doing shouldn't be doing it because she's a woman, and like especially when you consider the state of the vast majority of male commentators and co-commentators that, mm. are, that are on the television at the moment that are horrendous, I cannot say that I have ever seen a drop off in quality of commentator when it's been a a female do it than there has ever been if it's than it was a male. Everyone has their favourite commentators and that's brilliant. But to this bizarre misogynistic argument that women can't do it because they haven't been involved in the man's game is frankly ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And um, it... You've got the same brains and eyes as everyone else. Exactly though. right. There um, are crap female pundits, but no higher a percentage as there are crap male pundits. In fact, probably right. lower because there there's are, so many more male pundits. Yeah, there are good commentators and good pundits, and there are bad commentators and bad pundits, and the sex that they are has absolutely no bearing into it at all. And um, I thought you were about to say the sex they are having. But why I thought that was about to come out of your mouth, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe that plays a part. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's really shown Joey Barton up. Is that what they do between like the pundits in the studio between kickoff and half time? They're yeah. just, just half time. So... Yeah, that reminds me of bottom life. We had one in the interval. That's what the <laughs> interval's for. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it it felt like he's had some kind of like CT episode, and someone needs to make sure that he's all right because um yeah he's making himself look like an even bigger prick than he ever has done before. I really enjoyed someone commenting on this with a picture of one of his uh, like pre-match team talk boards, and it's just full of buzz phrases that don't really mean anything. Show football courage. Be brave. You're unique. You're unique. <laughs> Thanks, you're Joey. You're unique. How are we going to set up if you've got a formation? Nah. Big starts. Turn them early. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Like, like everyone's everyone's obviously entitled to their opinion. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but it's a weird. Joey, like, Joey yeah. Barton isn't. You can have an opinion, <laughs> yeah, say, but okay. you've got to accept that if you express your opinion and it's shit, that people can say, "Mate, your opinion's shit," and it makes <laughs> you look like a twat. You're an absolute prick. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, just just I think you're right. It just it feels he's like he's not. Yeah, he's lost some lost it or yeah, I don't know. But weird, 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 weird. Um, and it's like it, it does make me laugh when I think that he was he's talking about how you know you've got to have experience in the game you've got to have been there seen it done it in order to be able to to talk about it and someone rightly pointed out that he received more cautions in his career than he won games in the Premier League so um, it's <laughs> like maybe, maybe you're not the best person to be talking about experience in this division eh Joey that was the other thing I saw yes so uh Presumably, Joe, with your one 50-minute substitute appearance in a friendly for England, you're going to be turning down future international and Champions <laughs> League invitations, then, mate. Yeah, yeah, and and these and these females that have played, you know, like a hundred times for for England, um, they're clearly far less qualified to be able to talk about it than you are. Mm. <laughs> um, random stat I heard that popped into my head: um, the Chiefs' wide receivers have dropped more passes this season. Than Deshaun, Deshaun, DeAndre Hopkins had in his entire career. Wow, <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> that is good. 
Um, I am trying to scroll down just to find this this guy's name. Um, of a vaguely NFL related any other business. Um, but basically there was a Colts fan on Twitter. I assume a real person. Um, who? No, they don't have fans. <laughs> they have mate. Um, they uh, yeah, made with the, the news of Frank Wycheck passing. Um, made shall we say an inappropriate joke on the reply to somebody um i can't remember exactly what it was but kind of not the point um he and he got rightly called out by many many people yeah um but rather than doing what happens 99 percent of the time on twitter by an anonymous keyboard warrior and either doubling down or just ignoring it um he wholeheartedly apologized and then oh no it wasn't oh hang on it wasn't about Frank Wycheck. This doesn't matter either. It was about the tornadoes that are rip, ripping through Tennessee. That's what it was. Um, anyway, he he wholeheartedly apologised, um, asked some Titans fans if he could make a charitable donation to help um, victims of the tornadoes. And he then posted a screenshot on his Twitter of his $100 donation to uh, Hands on Nashville. Um, so there you go. Doesn't, you know, if, if you're a dick and you apologise for it and realise you've been a dick, then you can move on. Maybe listen to that, Jerry Barton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, go make a £100 charitable donation to, I don't know, something, and uh, stop being a dick. Bat- battered women. <laughs> that was, it was, a. am sure there's a partridge before you think that's indefensible. I'm sure there's a partridge line along those lines. Yeah, Batters oh. Women's Refuge or something. Yeah, I really hope so. That's that's how this has to end, isn't it? Jerry Barton don't donating to uh... to the battered women. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, uh, Pat, uh, take us somewhere classier, which wouldn't be difficult. It's not hard. I wanted to promote the work of H Bomber Guy, and he doesn't really need me to because he's got one and a half million followers and nine and a half million people have already watched the video I'm going to recommend, but he's done a big um, special on plagiarism and it was a really good watch slash listen to for portions. Cause uh, you know, who's got four hours to watch that? I did. It was good. Um, <laughs> but I was scrolling through the back catalog cause I hadn't seen much of his stuff before that, despite how popular he is in places. And he'd done some really excellent kind of, it's almost investigative journalism in an age where that's dying out. Um, so he's covered stuff like um, anti-vaccine scare stories and stuff like that and the justification behind those. So, yeah, I'm enjoying making my way through his back catalogue of mini um, documentaries. And a message to Pizza Hut, who advertised in the middle of one of them, 16 inches isn't an impressive size for a pizza. I've eaten four inches more than that on a depressed evening on my own. So, you know, advertising that as your new biggest ever pizza, as if that's somewhat impressive, doesn't impress me much. You've eaten a 20-inch pizza on your own? No comment. Uh, That's genuinely impressive. (laughs) I mean, I I regretted it afterwards, but I enjoyed it at the time. And that's so much of life, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. Um... Are we done? We might be done. Um, public service announcement: There are there's Saturday football this week. What? 
Yeah. Did you not know? The only game I'm interested in is happening at one o'clock on Sunday night. And fortunately, I'm not at work on Monday. So, woo. So don't forget to um, set your fancy teams earlier. Playoffs have started now. Oh, who cares? Um, yeah, the the Saturday games are 6 p.m. Minnesota, Cincinnati. It's all right. Yeah. 9.30 p.m. Steelers at Colts. A bit less good. And Saturday night, 1.15 Broncos Lions. Oh, the missus is going to be so annoyed. I'm going to get back in from Stephen Jetzer and be like, well, I'm home. But <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> We get we get like Saturdays strictly in the lounge and Sundays NFL. That's like the rule for this time of year. Um, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. But watch it somewhere else. Watch it upstairs. Anyway, yeah. my television arrangements are not your concern. Or uh, <laughs> um... I, I won't be able to sleep tonight until I know how you're going to survive to watch the NFL on Sunday <laughs> or Saturday, whatever fucking day it is. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, my what strictly. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I do love a char char. Right, I am done. We are definitely done. Um, go well next week. Later, blah 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 blah. blah. Play that music. along to uh, the music that you can't that you can't hear (laughs) i realized the stupidity of it as i was doing it (laughs) why don't you sing it sing see if you do a better job than nate no i i absolutely can't do it (laughs) you couldn't do a worse job